0: hello and welcome to another episode of ran we booked it today we're going over the books that ruined our sleep schedule because we could not put them down
1: and uh before we get started make sure to follow our instagram at we booked it for updates about the podcast
0: i'll start with a book that we both read which is a face like glass Ooh. You're already dropped into a world that, like, is completely different from our own. So you're already, like, really intrigued and you kind of read it. Mm-hmm. And then when, like, things kick off, things kick off. And it's so good. Because it's, it's great because the reader doesn't know what the heck's happening. The main character for a portion doesn't even know what the heck's happening.
1: And it's just really well written.
0: I know. The pacing is very well done as well.
1: I agree. And you feel like you're there. You do. It's really good. I like that. You one. feel the chaos inside. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Speaking of chaos, <laughs> The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. This was what, like probably the first book that I read and I was like, yeah, I love reading. <laughs> I just, oh. I could not put this book down. I remember my older sister, Crystal, telling me about it. And I was like, that's a weird concept. I didn't know people could write about that kind of thing. And I read it and I loved it. <laughs> just, what a
0: book to get you started. Ah, oh, yes. This dystopian world <laughs> where people have to fight in order not to starve. I know. Like, I love reading.
1: I love reading. (laughs) My life's so much better than that. I'm so
2: thankful.
0: (laughs) My next book. Mm -hmm. Good Night, this book. Sing Me Forgotten. I think I've talked about this. And there's a post on Instagram that I posted way back when I finished it. And you can check under the book's highlight. It's -hmm. there. And I believe I I wrote along with this book was, was just like, I wanted a short happy read but now I'm sad because it was not a short, happy read. It was a short, sad reading, yeah. but I thought it was going to be happy. So I kept reading it thinking things will get better, right? They did not
1: Nope.
0: So it's just one of those books where like things got to get better. And you just keep reading. You're like, if things can, things can get better, they cannot get better, but it was good. And I, I stayed up late to read it some nights
1: about H2O by Virginia Virgin, which is another dystopian that I, I bought it from Barnes and Noble on a whim. Cause I was like, Ooh, I like, I like dystopians. I like a little bit of chaos. And this, it has this interesting concept of like, the rain is poison basically. Acid rain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and be because of the way it's set up, like it it doesn't get better, but it also does. It's it's weird. <laughs> um, I probably wasn't so distraught after reading it as you were after reading Sing Me Forgotten. I I knew what I was getting into. You were. I didn't. Not prepared.
0: (laughs) I was blindsided. Yes. Yes. Was hurt. So, um, one that I also read more recently that I remember, like, staying up late to read and reading it while it was dark outside thinking, I know I should go to bed, but like, just one more chapter won't hurt, right? And then one more chapter turns into, like, three. Um, is Songs of the Deep, which I, I felt like I was reading a book that was set in, like, the noir, like, kind of movie style. Because it was, like, always raining. I was, like, everything's just gray, black, and white. Like, that's just how this world is. There is no other way that it exists.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and they're solving a mystery as well. So I was, like, this is just, this is just the noir detective detective like style, like legit if this were a movie they need to make it in the noir style i will accept nothing else and the writing like the tone even made me feel like it was noir Mm -hmm. and i I probably maybe i don't know a lot about noir i don't at all but i felt it in my bones okay
1: (laughs) yeah no I, i was like i get
0: that and i i was just like i've never read anything like this and i'm really intrigued and i want to keep reading because i want to see what happens next yeah and it... i finished that in like two or three days that did have a happy ending so i should have read that one for my short happy <laughs> yeah
1: i think it's interesting when like you read a book and it it literally does play out like a movie in your head and it has that like specific film style to it and like you just have this vision and i think that's why um when they make a book into a movie it's disappointing Mm -hmm. because it never lives up to your expectations um every like every perspective is different and everyone sees what they're reading differently so
0: Mm -hmm. it's also really disappointing when they take key parts out
1: yes Oh, they're, they're always cutting things. <laughs> I want to use this as a segue for The Fault in Our Stars. That wasn't a disappointing movie. But the book, I could, I could not put it down. Even though uh, it is heartbreaking and terribly sad. It's just a well-written book. I don't even know what else to say. It was just good. I feel like... How does
0: one describe John Green?
1: Right. I also feel like this book started the trend of, oh, people who are sick are, like, trendy. That's what's in right now. Oops. (laughs) Because shortly after was Six Feet Apart. I know that that was a few years, but that was a book, and then it became a movie as well. And... That's another episode we can do. (laughs) This is
0: true. This is spiraling.
1: Um, but yeah, I won't. I won't get into it.
0: (laughs) Fault in Our Stars, good book. You couldn't put it down.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm going to say this very. It's a very short book. Okay, it's called Ten Days Inside a Madhouse. Sorry, and it is nonfiction. It's a nonfiction book. It's it's such a small book. It's maybe just under or over 100 pages. Um, I read that in like a three-hour car ride. Mm. Um, and it's by Nellie Bly. And basically, this was way back when in like the 19-somethings. And she went undercover as a reporter in a madhouse mm. and wrote about what she found there. And, like, she talked about, like, how she acted to get there, everything that happened to get her there, like, the people involved, and then, like, what happened in there. And I remember, like, at one point she said, oh, she said something about being crazy, like, like, she stopped acting, cr- like, she stopped her crazy act when she got to the asylum. Mm-hmm. And that almost made the people think she was even more crazy. Oh. Because she was acting normal. Oh. It's just, it's insanely interesting.
1: Um, <laughs> insanely <laughs>
0: oh my gosh <laughs> i didn't even realize uh, that's funny but it, it really is quite interesting to see like just what people considered crazy back then
2: because mm-hmm.
0: like you compare crazy like i think she cried at one point and everyone was like why are you crying or whatnot and she didn't even re- really have to do much for everyone to go, she's crazy and needs to be put away. And then I guess I'll keep on with this nonfiction. Um, the next book is Brain on Fire. Oh, I forget how many pages it is, but it's a very quick read. Like, it's another really, really, I guess, I guess you could, I, I could use the pun again. It's insanely interesting <laughs> because it's about this woman who had an autoimmune disorder mm-hmm. and her immune system was attacking her brain. And it made her act out, like, she talks, the book is split into, like, three portions. The first portion is, like, her noticing symptoms, her, like, seeing things that aren't there, hearing things that aren't there, and her, like, the people around her are kind of like, oh, this is a little crazy. And then, like, the second part is really interesting, because by the second part, she has no actual memory of anything that happens in that second part everything written in that second part is from her family from her friends from videotapes um she literally says like i can remember hallucinations like they're real but Mm -hmm. i know they're not real because there's no evidence to support them
2: because
0: she remembers like a a a wristband um that said like flight rest while she was in the hospital
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but those didn't exist so there's no way she could have had that the third portion is like her recovery like she had to learn to do like walk again and all this stuff and like just advocating and it ends on like like a a really kind of like harsh note because like she's advocating for this immune autoimmune disease that um is rare and uh, honestly, manifest as basically psychosis.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So she's saying, like how many people might be that might be considered crazy or actually just haven't have an autoimmune disease?
1: Yeah.
0: and but she ends on a note of like she's going through people like who have like come to her for help, and like people who have, you know, gotten better, and people who, even after the treatment has started, died and it's it's really interesting to read through that whole story of you know like being normal getting sick um and like her the things she doesn't know and it's just recounting from others and the things that she does know going through the healing process
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i watched the movie and...
0: So, yeah, the movie's pretty good. It follows pretty closely.
1: Yeah, and it's just interesting how they how they do touch on like like how many people are seen as they're not in their right mind because their own brain is being attacked by their own body. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah. So. It's also the, the, the autoimmune disorder is often linked to these tumors.
2: Hmm.
0: I forget what tumors they're called. I'm a, re- I'm a really weird person. Like, I, look, I looked up what this tumor was. I forget what it's called. But it can grow, like, eyes and hair and teeth and all that. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, this is interesting to look at.
1: I remember that. We, we talked a little bit about that a while ago. This is true. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of health, Everything, Everything by Nicole Yoon. Uh, this is a book about a girl who has, I think it's, what is it? An autoimmune disorder, right? What does she have? She has like boy in the bubble sickness or whatever. Yeah, severe combined immunodeficiency, which means she has to be inside her house uh, her entire life because she's... Vulnerable to, like, allergens, viruses, and other infections. Like, her body just can't fight it off. And this book really intrigued me. And I read it so fast. I could not put it down. It has the cutest little, like, illustrations in it. And I'm pretty sure the author's husband, like, drew those up for her. And this is, like, her debut novel. And this book became... A movie. (laughs) I've heard of it. Yes, very, very good. I I love the movie as well. I actually loaned the book to uh, my friend Alyssa, who is our like number one advertiser, (laughs) always telling people at school about our podcast. Yeah,
0: down your number one advertiser down there.
1: Down there, we're not. We're more. uh, (laughs) We're just more west. A little further- You're also lower,
0: you're also lower.
1: Uh, They're like- Yeah.
0: One unit over and down.
1: Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) But yeah, um, I love that book and I love, I've read all of her books like that. I just could not put them down. Um, like, the Sun is also a star, which is about two strangers randomly meeting and they decide, hey, let's ask these questions that were part of a study and see if we fall in love with each other. <laughs> and then her most recent publication, which is Instructions for Dancing, like, I think I read that in three days, which during this semester, I love that her speaks, stuff. That speaks volumes. Yes, it does. I just, I love her writing as an author. She's all, she always writes things that are very unique, but set in a contemporary world. So,
0: I'm going to talk about Mm -hmm. probably the oldest book on this list that I have that I read, um, which is In the Time of Dragon Moon. I read this book when I was 12 because I remember finishing it while I was babysitting. Because I started, because I remember the kids I was babysitting, and I was, they were the first kid that ever babysat,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I was 12 when I started babysitting. I read through this book pretty fast. Um, so it's about this girl, and um, she lives with like this tribe of people. Her father is like from like the tribe, but her mother's like an Englishwoman,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and her father is the healer. And she wants to be a healer with him but you can't be a healer if you're a woman so she just kind of pretends to be a boy for a, a hot second and then like this whole thing so her village like struggles with like infertility mm-hmm. and he creates this medicine that makes women like more fertile Ooh. so the queen just decides i want another kid because she only has one and just straight up takes him and the main character owl and surrounds the village and says you need to make this medicine for me and give me a child or you know you all die it's kind of a countdown she's like she's like you have until the end of this time which is you know dragon moon for to them so they have until dragon moon for the queen to finally get pregnant but it turns out the queen's also insane the main character's father dies and then she has to become the like, the person to care for the queen. The prince dies. The main character almost dies multiple times. Because the queen is trying to kill her. Yeah. The queen dies. They blame the main character. The main character is like, I did not do that. It's, it's crazy. There's all this, like, mix-up with, like, the fae. Because the queen killed a lot of fae women like, burnt them as witches, so no one really likes her. But I really enjoyed it at the time. And, like, just, like, the cultures that the author created, I thought that was really interesting. And how she described, like, medicine. I think one of my favorite parts of this book is there's a dragon in it. And the Mm -hmm. dragon is known to be, like, fiercely independent and not respect people until they've proven it and they gotta like really prove it, but the dragon respects the main character made in the book, and that makes me happy. It was really good. I read it in a few weeks because I'm not a fast reader, but I remember finishing it and I thought it had more pages. I've done that too many times where I finish a book and I'm like, wait, I thought there was more, I wasn't ready. Yep, I've been there. (laughs) But it was really good.
1: Um, Speaking of wanting more from a book um Cinder by Marissa Meyer or The Lunar Chronicles as a Whole. I could not I listen to my books on like audiobook format now. And so I could not stop listening to this. Uh and I think I started reading around Thanksgiving last year. And so like when we were driving up to Cleveland, um or like Thanksgiving with David's family. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, yeah, we're listening to this book <laughs> in the car. Because I just can't get enough of it. And I would listen while we were playing like Minecraft. <laughs> so, yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> the, my favorite thing to do is just have an audiobook playing while I'm like relaxing whether that be you know doing nothing or playing minecraft or you know just sitting around playing a game passively like something where i don't have to think and i can just focus on the audiobook
0: i guess since you've talked about a whole series that you read i will talk about the keeper lost city series by mm-hmm. shannon messenger those are some sick books Mm -hmm. like they're hefty like these books reach 900 pages and they've only gotten longer like the first one was probably around like 500 400 and then from there just got longer until like the recent one it's like 800 900 pages less than a thousand but she is getting there they're all really good they're just all really good and I love like the fact that you you watch the character grow up
2: mm-hmm. from being
0: 12 and 13 to now like 16, 17, 15, around that age. I don't, there's so many characters, so much has happened. She doesn't, they don't keep track of birthdays, okay? <laughs> so, like, it's really interesting to see her actions mature as well as her thought processes mm-hmm. and how she copes with things, how she's influenced by other people because it's a really long series and it's still going, I just, like, I would read a chapter of those books as often as, like, I would read multiple chapters. Like, some books, I'm like, one chapter a day. But, like, those books, I'd be like, we're just reading as many as I could possibly get. Because they're so good. And, like, she always, there's always a, a cliffhanger, there's always something more. And so there's always a huge buildup to the fight. And it's always because once you figure out who the main villain is, like who they are, um, there's always some big confrontation with them. And it always goes awry somehow, because it has to go awry somehow. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, it's just build up of like going back and forth. Like, are we thinking Like, are we 10 steps ahead or are we still 20 steps behind? Like, where are we? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then, like, you finally get to the confrontation and it's like, I mean, we were somehow, like, 25 steps behind, but we're also one step ahead. Like, (laughs) it's just so good.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I I need more, Shannon Messenger. I think she just had a kid, so, like, I get it, but, like, I need more (laughs) (laughs)
1: has she said when? I'm
0: so intrigued
1: has she announced when the last book is or like when she's going to end it or is it just going to go on forever
0: Uh, I don't know I know that like her contract is like one more book Mm -hmm. but like she's like I don't think I can finish it up in that much in like just one book so I'm hoping we get more than one book another thing is like the the characters are all elves, and like elves don't die of any like natural like they don't die of like mm-hmm. ster like they could die of starvation sure. but they would last a lot longer than a human would. But like mm-hmm. they don't die of old age, like they just don't. So like, but like people are dying now, so it's just like they're not, like, they're not dying of old age. So, like they're kind of like being killed,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just like it's interesting to see how the world of elves which was so perfect and they think they're so high and mighty yes I get a little bitter and petty while reading the books but it's not real I know this is strange but they think they're so high and mighty and I'm like oh yeah how many people have you had to bury recently like five that's a lot yeah that's a lot for them like one person dies they're like hold up now I've had a lot of people die for now that is um, from one series to another series, that we'll talk about the Black Witch Chronicles. This series is great. I love it. I love it so much. Let me check my calendar because uh, there was a book. It was the next one's supposed to come out.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it comes out in December. It does. It comes out in December. Ooh. I have it in my calendar. And goodness. This, this, Laurie Forrest is keeping me guessing because I honestly thought like once the third book came out, I was like, okay, it'll be a trilogy. Like, I just honestly thought that because like everything's a trilogy, but then there was a fourth book and I was like, hold on. Like this this woman just keeps like, like, it's just amazing. So like you start with the the sheltered main character, Ella Wren, Mm -hmm. and she becomes unsheltered It's kind of interesting it's because I'm like is this like saying like sheltered conservative children become liberals when they go to university (laughs) because that's exactly what happens to Ella Ren and she joins the rebellion or the resistance or whatever the whatever it's called and she starts helping the people like the minorities who need the help because honestly this book makes me feel bad because I'm like I feel like it's saying something about Christianity but it also says something about all religions yeah so I don't feel too bad sometimes but like I think it really made it apparent like that like this one race has gotten power and they're very religious and now they're going to try and wipe out every other race so that way they're like quote-unquote pure race
2: is mm-hmm. yeah
0: the only one to exist and it can't be tainted in any way and it's really interesting for because like she's like small town girl and then she gets a little more racist because she spends some time with her aunt and then she's like racism is actually wrong because like her brothers are just like why the heck would you say that and she also has a friend who's like not um formally um like she has a friend who's like not fully the same race as her but Mm -hmm. like they don't say anything so like she says something and everyone goes what the heck is wrong with you and then he kind of looks at her like i'm included in that and then she goes oh i didn't mean you and like that's a big way to call the racist out Mm -hmm. you can't you can't you can't be racist to other people and not everyone else
1: yeah
0: you can't exclude your friends from your racism sorry (laughs) And also, she just realizes, like, she, like, frees a Selkie because it's being abused. And she just learns how the world is a terrible place and things need to be saved. Like, so she works really hard. Like, so she goes from, like, being this conservative racist person to being, like, I'm in the rebellion. I'm going, like, she makes it her goal. And that's kind of what the second book is, like, her joining the rebellion and her goal being, we're going to free the Selkies. And then that happens, and it comes at a cost. And of course, everyone is still mad at her because, like, she's of the race that did, that performed these atrocities to all these people, and the selfies included. So everyone's just like, well, you freed them, but, like, look, like, it's, like, you can't, you're not free of, like, everything else, like, just because you freed them, because your people did this. And then the third book is like, them having to go like underground essentially because it's because everyone's on the run from their group now because they had a very diverse group um of not all that one race so they're all like peace out uh we're gonna get killed if we stay here so then she eventually has to as well because they find out she's the black witch you know the name of the book series right and um but she has no idea how to use her powers and everyone's lied to her about her being the black witch like the two people who knew she was the black witch lied to her and said she wasn't
1: Ooh.
0: good job so and then she falls in love with the prophesied Icarl that they're supposed to fight mm-hmm. but they felt they fell in love mm-hmm. um yeah and then they get separated and then so what, what she's done is, like, the first book, There, every once in a while, there was, like, another character whose point of view you saw. Mm-hmm. And then the second book, that happened more often. And then in the third book, there was just multiple perspectives. Ooh. And, like, it's interesting to see because now all the characters are so separated that, like, it's a way to, like, see what's happening in different parts of the world. And just, like what's happening within certain institutions
2: mm-hmm.
0: but like it's also just the way for her to be mean and kill a character mm. yeah <laughs> but then at the end they're not really dead and oh, that no. character was the it, just thank you very much
1: they're never dead I'm still
0: yeah. bitter about that I'm still bitter about that <laughs> All she did was make that love triangle come back because it wasn't a love triangle because she'd chosen the right person. And then he was quote unquote dead. And it's just really great. And now she's all alone. She doesn't look like herself at all. She's been glamored. She can't even speak in her native language. She has to speak in a different one. And it's just like, what's going to happen? She's alone. She is so very angry now as well.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So like this next book, it's like, what's going to happen? because right. it's the last chapter she always like switches it up and it's just like what the heck and everyone is trying to kill her <laughs> even the people she's trying to help you're like i want to help you they're like we don't care you're gonna kill us so they want to kill her but she doesn't want to kill them it's frustrating but that's the black Witch Chronicles by Lily Boys. <laughs> i'm excited for the next book I get
1: very heated over those books. No, I feel like uh, And the last book that I wanted to discuss was The Hunt by Andrew Fukuda, I want to say. Um, and I've talked about this before, so I won't talk about it for long. But it's just a very good different type of vampire story. <laughs> um just about a human trying to live in the vampire world without letting all the vampires know because they will just eat him alive. Um
0: this is I've like find a- the way of the vampire.
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: Time to learn the way of the vampire.
1: Exactly. That's what he's asked to do. He, like, shaves all the hair off of his body and, like, he has to be very aware of if he sweats, because if he sweats, he puts off that, like, human odor and it, like, just triggers them. They go mad with hunger. And then, I've definitely said this before, but when they laugh, they, like, scratch their wrists as a substitute for laughing, and that is, like the weirdest thing to me. And yeah, it's just very well done. And I feel like he deserves more people to read his books.
0: My last two books are one-off books. (laughs) Um, I'll start with Warrior of the Wild. a phenomenal book. Like, absolutely phenomenal. I know this author uh, is uh, was on Book Talk for another book bu- for another book.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Tricia Levenseller. Uh, she has other books, and like they were on Book Talk, and uh, uh, some of them are on Book Talk just because they're good books, others were kind of there for, um, more like smart reasons i think
1: <laughs> yeah we need that that will be a good podcast episode oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah <laughs> so about book talk so i never felt any desire to read the other but like the shadows between us i think that's the one where there's probably at least one sex scene in there and everyone went crazy
2: Ooh.
0: but warrior of the wild um uh, it, it was so good i read that in like three days i stayed up late to read it because i'm like chapters are short too so she's like what's like five more chapters like really what is that Mm -hmm. and it was so good i loved the folk like it kind of um there was a good focus on like friendship um it was split up into like three or four maybe five parts of like her doing this the trial her being sent out into the wild which is really interesting her stalking the god she's supposed to kill um her finally becoming friends with the other two guys out in the wild who have literally just made a life um and like her helping them to get home finally after like a year out in the wild Mm -hmm. man i really want to look through that book again but i just gave it to a friend (laughs) it's a good book it's it's so well paced it like the shorter chapters make it a quicker read
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just so good and it's like the creatures she describes are really interesting it also sounds so ugly but i <laughs> want to see them like the gunda walks on like two legs and shoots a tongue out like a chameleon to try and touch you so it can drag you back and eat you mm-hmm. and everyone thought it was just a childhood thing like you know like You better be good or the gunda's gonna get you. And then it's just like, no, a gunda's real and you need to run. (laughs) It's great. It really is. Um, And the main character has so much audacity, but she uses it well. Mm. Because like, she legitimately sends the god, who isn't really a god, um, a letter saying like, let's fight in front of a crowd and this god is just like the person it's just like you know like what is this like you just want to die in front of a crowd and then she beats him she drags i think i have talked about this before, but this this it, it needs to be repeated like she takes the dead body puts it in front of her father who like sent her away because he was later mm-hmm. and all this stuff that is explained in the first part of the book um and she's like here's your god Ooh. it's like that, it's the buildup of the entire book is literally just for that point. After that, it's just like, oh, and here's some extra stuff. But like that point, it's just like, like amazing, like clapped, like I love it. I love it, and I love the characters so much. Um, and the final book, funnily enough um is the continent which i gave the continent and warrior of the wild to a friend just yesterday (laughs) because they're a great pair of books i read through them very quickly um i finished the continent while on vacation um we were starting a bonfire and they're like do you want or like hannah was my friend was trying to say something to me because she was with me Mm -hmm. um and i was like just wait a second because I'm just about to finish this book.
2: Ooh!
0: Like, I told my friend to wait. I think s'mores were getting ready, and I was like, I'll have one in a moment. I need to finish this. (laughs) It has such a perfect ending, where, like, you're left wanting more, but you're also content with what you have. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: The story is so interesting, and the characters are... I really like the characters because like it's the main character her love interest and then two other people who are like the friend group and then like the love interest little sister is there sometimes but like they're teens and they just kind of act like teens sometimes and it's really funny I just I really like it because like there's a there's a point where she's like they're trying to teach her how to defend herself out in the wild. She came from a different like continent, or like there's no war or anything, but she crash landed on this continent called the continent, um, and like she has to fight now, because like war the war has been going on, but like the final battle is coming, and honestly, the side that she's on isn't gonna win. Mm but like she's still being taught um and it's so funny because he like the one of the the one dude is like sneaking up not the love interest but the other dude in the friend group is like sneaking up on her and like she keeps trying to defend herself and he's just like completely like takes her out every time for the first few times and it's just like has a sassy remark behind it too (laughs) it's great those kind of characters are the best mm-hmm. um, and funny thing about this this book is um there was a second book but it's been discontinued because i went i i found out a while a bit ago like last month or so and i was like oh my gosh what the heck there's another book then when i finally went to barnes noble they asked for it and they told me this is a thing i didn't know about this where, like sometimes mm-hmm. a book will come out like there like one book for like a particular author and I was like yeah that makes sense I have a lot of like one off books from authors that like you know like that's just kind of the, their debut book or something mm-hmm. or and like especially smaller authors from smaller com- publishers and stuff like that but they said like sometimes they'll come out with the first book and then they might come out with more books. Um, and I think that was the plan, like, to come out with more.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then the second book got discontinued, so I couldn't oh. get it. Oh,
2: that's
1: interesting. It made me
0: so sad. Kira Drake, I want your second book. Please, Kira Drake.
1: Does it exist, or? It
0: does exist. It exists. It was discontinued.
1: Huh. I've never heard of that. That's interesting. Is there, like, a way you could get it on, like, Kindle or something like that?
0: I'm not sure. Wait, Amazon? Does Amazon sell it? They have an audio CD, so it's on, like, audiobooks. Okay.
1: The Divide.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks like you got audio CD. <laughs>
0: yeah. Kira Drake, I will pay you money. I will pay you money. <laughs> give me the books. <laughs> give them to me. Like, The the Continent, the first book, ends perfectly fine. But I've ever since I've known there's a second book, I'm like, I'm content with what I have. But also, Kira Drake, give me the book. Yeah. Good. Give me the book
1: but uh thank you for listening to our podcast
0: remember to follow our instagram for updates
1: yeah
0: uh, regarding new episodes uh reading books you know what if i get this book i'm gonna post an update on that oh yeah
2: as, as for, for now, now we we gotta, gotta book it <laughs>